Welcome back to Wisdom of the Weight Room, the podcast that takes wisdom from the weight room and brings it to your everyday life. When you're done listening to this week's episode, make sure you hit follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to this. Then hit that download button and then go share it with all your friends. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. Have you seen Top Gun yet? No. I've been meaning to go see the new Top Gun. Maverick. No, I haven't. I remember the last time I saw that the old movie, the first one, was it? Pl- it played on replay when I was in spring break in college. What's a replay? Replay, like I was hungover, really oh, bad. Oh, you just had it, on and it was loop? like looped. Okay, and I might, like, I do, I cannot watch that movie again. <laughs> like, but I, you know, like I've seen, I saw it like eight hours a day. Like I literally laid in bed all day, dying, and so it just, just kept playing. <laughs> you just didn't have the energy to no, switch it. I was. Dying, Damn. I felt like crap so bad, and it just uh, I, I wake up and it'd be on. I fall asleep and I wake back up. It's still was it on. on like one of the TV channels? That, uh, or did you literally have it in? I and feel it was like, like just it was just in, replay. and it just kept playing. Because they are uh, like if you watch like Stars or like any of like the yeah. the um like the God, I can't think of it. it's is it that old? Stars HBO? Ca- cable. Cable, yeah. I kept wanting to say streaming. I'm like, mm-hmm. what is the term for when you watch TV? Cable. Yeah, cable. Wow. I had a big brain fart there. Um but yeah, when you watch cable like movie channels, like they have literally the same, same movie, movie on mm-hmm. just all, all hours day. of the day. Yeah. Could have been that. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I, I've heard really good things about that. Yeah, so I went five dollar movie night is legit i always okay. recommend it crazy enough normally if you go so like if a movie premieres if it's really good or if it's something i'm into i'll go like on premiere night so it's usually thursdays okay um those are when like the diehards i actually think thursdays are like the best viewing experience for like a new movie okay because you get the people that are like really invested in a movie you okay. don't get like the talkers or like the, yeah the people who like disturb the movie so I love going on Thursdays for those reasons. But on Tuesdays, it's awesome because it's cheap. You sometimes get, like, free popcorn. Um, I think it's dependent on what you get. Like, if you get something, you get a free something of popcorn. Um, but you do run into those people that are, like, they're talkers. So I went to Top Gun on Tuesday or went went on a Tuesday, Tuesday $5 movie night. Um, and it was good, man. Mm-hmm. I was very impressed. It's one of those that you can see it. Like I describe it, like you can see the picture before it's painted, right? Like you, it, there's kind of like a roadmap of like how the story's gonna unfold. So mm-hmm. it's kind of predictable. Has some predictability in it. Um, but that's not to say it's not a really good movie. Okay. Like. It's still like jam packed with action. Like if you're an action person for your movies, oh yeah. dude, they like shot this, and I actually wanted to watch the behind the scenes because they said like they shot it in a specific way. Like they're in the planes. They have like the actors not flying, but they have one of those like it's a certain plane that they make that mm-hmm. it looks like you're flying a, mm-hmm. a jet, but you're doesn't not. doesn't Tom Cruise actually fly planes? He that's what I think a told helicopter me. maybe. I've heard something like that. I don't think he flies like the, the like the F fourteens or F eighteens they have in the movie. I could be wrong. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised. That dude's yeah, that just dude does everything. insane. Yeah. Um but it was shot very cool. 
and the action is stellar. Like once you get to like the climax, like the the yeah. fight scene or yeah. like the the big scene towards the end, yeah, you're just like on the edge of your seat the whole time. Um, and the storyline's good. You know, they have like it's very underlining uh, story with the old one. Like there's okay. a lot of heart back. There's a lot of like nostalgia factor, but they don't like throw it in your face. Sometimes you watch a movie and they're like pure nostalgia and like they're just throwing it at you. Mm-hmm. Um and they don't give like good story and they don't have like just a good plot behind it. This wasn't the case. Like it there's a lot of nostalgia in it, okay. but it's not like campy. It's not like just like shit out and like thrown at a wall. Okay. It's like very like specific. Okay. So like you're you're watching it and like the like danger zones playing and like it's yeah just like, yeah like let's go baby yeah yeah it's good um and just like the the sentimental like the character development like it's a really good it's a really good movie but yeah I was watching it and first of all there's this group of like old people and I kind of realized that I was like there's gonna be these old heads these grandpas coming in uh-huh. um so there's this this literally this group that came like all together and it was probably a whole row how many goes in a row now because the seats are different yeah um so you can't get like 12 in a row anymore i think it's like eight or something six eight i don't know um but they filled up a whole row and they come in late they're like in their popcorn two of the fucking old it's a it's guys and ladies. Okay. So it's like this just old group, like yeah. this friend group, which is kind of cool. Like after the fact, I kind of had a chuckle at it, but kind of in the movie, I'm like a little pissed because they're the disturbing people I was talking yeah. about before. So they come in late, like the movie's kind of already going and they're like, like talking like, where's our seats? And like, you know, their depth perception's yeah, off. So yeah, they're yeah. like loud as shit. They're yeah. not like, they probably think they're trying to be quiet, but they're not being quiet. Um, Two of the guys have like their cell phone flashlights out and like they're just like looking for their seats. And I'm just like the whole time, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be a disaster. Because uh, I hate that. Like, that's a big pet peeve of mine is like when I go to a movie, like it doesn't have to be like utterly quiet, but if there's big disturbances, like that royally pisses me yeah. off. Like, I hate people that like mess with their bags of like candy and popcorn. Like, mm-hmm. if you're like, if you're making like, very obnoxious noise. I hate that. So that's a pet peeve of mine. But yeah, they're coming in, just talking, like, where's our seat, Ethel? (laughs) 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 They're just fucking old, old heads. But like I said, looking back, it's funny. But so they get in their seats and then they're like talking about it. Like, oh, remember the old one? And like, they're just kind of reminiscing. I'm like, shut up. Come on. Like, yeah. This is uh, if you want to do that stuff, go earlier and like get in. Like when do do all that shit Before, during the previews. Yeah, like when the previews or like the commercials are kind of going. Uh-huh. That's when you can do all that shit. But like yeah. once the lights dim, and the movie starts, we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, but they eventually kind of like snapped out of it. It was just like that initial like burst yeah. at the beginning. Um, but no, then I want to bring that up because because I want to segue into what I kind of want to talk about today. Um, I'm sitting in this movie, man, and probably the first 30 minutes or so, for some reason, I have the biggest panic attack, like, not of my life, but like, as like of recent. So that's what I want to talk about today is like just panic 
attacks and anxiety. And I'm going to kind of explain my story and then I want to ask you some questions. But I've never been in a like a public scenario where I've had normally a lot of my panic attacks that I've had or or do have. They come when I'm like more isolated and I'm more like alone. Mm -hmm. I've never really had them publicly and they're not social driven. So I'm not like in a crowd and I'm like having a panic attack because I'm in a crowd. This panic attack was weird. It's usually my panic attacks are like, like perspective based. I'm usually like, like, am I die? Like I get like death thoughts and like death, like, like vibes. Not like I'm going to die, but like I just have an over heightened awareness to like my like being. And then I'm Mm -hmm. like, what the fuck is going on? And I start like, like what I can describe it as, it feels like just like the world's like caving in on yourself. And you're just like, like you like, I'm like pushing back in my seat, kind of like I'm doing now. Miguel can see it, but you can't see if you're listening. But like, I like, (laughs) I'm like doing this and like my heart rate's just going crazy. And I'm like sitting there, I'm like grabbing my seat, almost like I'm watching the movie, like I'm in it, but I'm not. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, and then just all these weird thoughts come into me, like, I like, is the like, is the movie theater gonna get attacked? Like, it might, like, is like, they're gonna, like, I get like bomb thoughts too. Like, what if, like, or like, what if, like, a meteor comes out and just destroys the world? The weirdest thoughts that I don't have normally, like, I'm not a super paranoid person, like, I'm not into conspiracy series and all that stuff, but my panic attacks are most of the time driven by like dying or like, Tra- like tragic like yeah tragedies and i had one in top gun and i literally almost walked out like it was one of those and it's the first time that i can like co- recall that i've had one publicly um so it's just crazy so i was gonna ask you miguel what's your um experience with like panic attacks and anxiety Ooh. i don't i've never had a panic i know we might have mentioned it before like you maybe talked about yeah like you don't ne- necessarily have yeah bad anxiety or or panic attacks no but yeah, I, have, have you ever had a panic no, attack I, i've or never one had that a, you can recall i don't think so how i'm describing it no, like, no so no, that's no, how i like no, I, no, definitely like if not. you look up panic attacks like in if you if, if people can even define them but yeah what i've looked in like when i look online like pretty much to a t is how people describe it is like you have a, a heightened awareness to to like just bad thoughts mm-hmm. and like you like you like have like yeah you're gonna die or like or like something like bad is gonna happen like you just have bad mm-hmm. bad vibes yeah um and they like consume you internally because i talked to someone i was with someone one time and i'm like did you like did you just realize i had a panic attack right there and they're like no not really i was like yeah i just i just had like a full-on like not full-on but like i just had a panic attack um what what during the movie what, what I don't know man like, that's oh. just it like so as of recently so the first like f- big panic attack I can recall was like in high school and I was like I was with a friend group one time and like I just like started like freaking out for no reason was that when you smelled smelling salts no but that was probably around that that age range um but no that wasn't that time uh <laughs> That's funny. Um, Were you? Did you have a panic attack during that? No. 
Oh. Okay. That's one of those, like, you're just, like, fight or flight, man. Oh, okay. just, give me the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, um, Okay. That's different. Like, the, there's, like... Because I thought that, you were going to die. Yeah. No, there's that, like... That was just... I, I felt bad. Like, I was literally, <laughs> like, physically dead. There's physically yeah, and yeah. there's, like... Mentally. Mental, emotional, yeah. like, yeah. paranoia and, like, okay. panic. Um, and that wasn't that. And that's how they're different. And that's kind of weird because, like, if you've ever been in, like, physical pain, like, let's say, like, you you broke a bone or, like, mm-hmm. you got into, like, uh, an assault or, like, something, like, that's actual, like, physical trauma, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's something you can almost, like, define or, I mean, it is somewhat quantifiable. Whereas, like, all right, I just got in a fight. Like, that was, like, a, you can observe that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can observe the the effects from it. So there's mm-hmm. a cause and effect there. Yeah. With emotional trauma, it's very different, right? There's nothing to really quantify. There's nothing to observe. Uh-huh. You just feel it, and then you have to, like, explain it. And there's obviously, um, there's, like, shades of, like, the same color when people explain it, right? There's uh, con- comparisons, yeah, like me and you could have, t- me and you could both have panic attacks, and we could describe ours, and there's similarities, but there's also very, they're like very different, because they're not the same. They're the same, but they're not. So yeah, as of like I said back, I can't recall like when I first started having them. I just remember like my first like big one. They could have been happening before that, um, and off and on. Like it's not like it's been like a bad thing for me. Except as of late. And I don't really know how to explain that. Like, I haven't really gone through... Maybe I have. And we talked about this at the the gym. Like, maybe I need to see a therapist. And that's something I've really been, like, debating and, like, questioning and, like, figuring out for myself. And I, I as I'm talking about it, I'm more and more like, yeah, I should probably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but for some reason, and I can't explain, I need to, like, I need to seek out <laughs> advice. Um... I've just been frequently having more and more of those type of like anxious, anxiety based like panic attacks. And it's weird. I don't know if it's like my age. I don't know if it's like the certain like things I'm going through. What are you going through? I don't know. Like just oh. like normal stuff, man. Like normal yeah. like work stress, life stress. Are you stressed? Like, I'd I'd say so for sure. What are you what are you stressed about? Just my like my work life balance. Like, I knew, no, like, kind of going into this year, too, like, my wedding season, last year, I took on a lot. Like, I, I kind of, like, I, I leveled up myself. I'm like, all right, I'm going to take on a lot more, like, work, and, like, I'm going to, like, I'm going to, like, really hit this hard. And I think I might have, like, jumped in a little too fast too early. So now I'm sitting here with, like, I'm just juggling a lot. And, like, I'm kind of, I'm missing deadlines, and I'm, like, just, my work's not where I want it to be. And I'm probably overanalyzing it, right? Like I'm doing, I'm just doing a lot. So I have a lot on my plate and that's just stressing me out. And then it's one of those where you try to balance it out with like your life, which I've kind of been doing good now, like with my like healthier habits and like working out, eating and everything. But for me, it's, it's balancing everything. It's like being like, there's times like I'm a workaholic, like I'm in this place for like hours on end and like nonstop. And then there's points where like for me, I'm just so overcritical and I'm so just like deep in my thoughts to where I like I cripple myself. Like they call it like crippling anxiety. Like you're mm-hmm. just so overly 
thoughtful of certain things, which and usually it's negative things, to where like it just hampers what you're like you're doing. You're so emotionally stressed and like gridlocked to where you start to physically or you're unable to do things. Mm-hmm. Like I'll go through days to where I know there's things I need to do and I'm like looking at my laptop, I'm looking at my computer and I'm like mentally I'm like, all right, we need to like we need to get after this. And then I go and like I just I halt myself because I'm thinking so much towards like and it's this the basic stuff, you know, like, is it going to be good? Am I going to fuck up? Am I going to like am I going to disappoint people? Just like those type of thoughts. But they like consume my brain to a point where the one thing I I can only do is like step away. Instead of like just kind of powering through it. And I'm working at being better at that. Like biggest thing for me is what I'm realizing now is now that I'm understanding how I'm frequently having these anxiety based panic attacks. um, I'm realizing when it happens because sometimes I can I can view it as like like maybe I'm being lazy. Maybe I am just being unproductive today or like maybe I am like I'm just having a bad day. But you, like people, I think usually they push it on something else, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I I'm probably have been doing as I'm kind of like working through it. Uh, so yeah, it's just kind of when I'm in those scenarios, I'm just going to tell myself, I'm like, this is what happens. And I put a post out on social media about my anxiety. And I think that helped is like having the realization of it. Yeah. And I've said this so many times on so many podcasts is like the first step in fixing a problem is knowing there's a problem mm-hmm. and accepting it and having acceptance for it. So that's kind of what I'm going through at the moment is like accepting that I'm not pushing it on certain things. I'm not pushing it on like, oh, maybe it's my diet or maybe it's my like life or maybe it's like, no, it's just like, is this is what you have now? Yeah. Like this is you, like, this is you, like this is a part of you. This is not just a, uh, a moment it is a moment but it's also mm-hmm. not a moment like i am i'm now under the realization that like this is just something i'm gonna have to deal with for the rest of my life this isn't just a chapter this is like oh remember that time i was 29 and like i had like anxiety it no it, more than likely it's gonna be like something i have to deal with yeah so that's helped and like i said now i'm kind of getting back into the groove of like my work Cause I was like for again for the last eight to twelve months of so probably for a year now, um, it's really hampered my productivity in multiple areas of my life. My job for sure, but also like socially, like with friends, family, and then with myself. You know, like you're put in a place mentally when you have anxiety and panic attacks, and and just. Like social fear, not even social fear, I can't, but like anxiety. Like when you have anxiety, like you put yourself in a place to where like you remove yourself from scenarios because you you don't want to go through like yeah. those things. So my anxiety has been kind of at a forefront in my life for the last year that I've been, re- yeah, like removing myself from certain equations to where now it's affecting like not it's not physically affecting me but externally it is now it is coming to where it's like i'm missing out on things like with my job or with my friends or something like that so my internal fears 
and doubts and emotions, the things that I was fearful about are almost coming to fruition only because I'm thinking of it. It's no, it's like you, you're like your thoughts become reality. The more, like the deeper you think about them. And that is like the most craziest thing about like anxieties. Like you're, you're anxious about things. So then like you, you try to like make those things not happen. But then in retrospect, they happen because you think of those things. It's fucking weird. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, man, that's, uh, that's what my, uh, my life's been about lately. Welcome to my TED talk. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, man, Uh, what, like, so now that I've described that, what in your life, Miguel, like, do you go through things like that? Like, I'm like talking about it, like it's some big thing, but also I'm looking at like, maybe it is just a normal, like everyday stressful, the nine to fiver mindset. I don't know. What do you, what do you equate it to? What's your thoughts? Uh, I think everybody, uh, everybody, people are different. So like what you've, what you're going through, I can't say I've gone through, but there's plenty of people out there that are going through it and have gone through it and deal with panic attacks, anxiety on a daily. Yeah. So it's hard for me to like say like, yeah, man, I know what you feel. Cause I don't, because mm-hmm. I, so I've never I'm had you, a panic attack. You don't I've have. Never, no, my brain's just, I guess it's, it's, we're all different, so like my my thoughts are different. Mm-hmm. I can talk myself out of things, and it's it's easier to say that like it's easy for me to say that because that's what I can do. Where if I had panic attacks, if I had anxiety, I don't think you can do that. Yeah, it's, it's hard it's to hard, put, it's, it's hard to put yourself there. Yeah, when yeah, you've never yeah. Been like there. you know, um, and I've I've had friends, you know, like you and other people that deal with that, and so like I I I can't say anything because because I can't I have never dealt with it i just know like how my brain is when i am in situations that i get like overly stressed about then i'm able to like just talk to myself and be like i'm able to allow myself to get out of it because of my brain's i don't know man it's weird like i can just say all right it's gonna be fine you're gonna have to do this this and this um and then I'm able to focus on number one, number two, number three, number four, like, or whatever. Uh, or if I get those crazy thoughts that my, that make me anxious, I'm able to talk to myself in my head and be like, okay, what, what, why, why are you really anxious about this? What about this situation or scenarios making you anxious? Then I'm able to talk myself out of it. That guy, that's how my brain is like. It, I can see what it is, or I might be anxious and I don't understand it. And then I'm just like, okay. I have the fuck it mentality where it's just like, all right, you know what? If this is going to happen, fuck it. It's going to happen. So then it just allows me to like stop being anxious about it. Just, you're all right. You know, like it's just mm-hmm. those thoughts that I've, I don't know, maybe over time I've practiced more and more. Um, I used to be overly critical of myself. But I'm able to go with the fuck it mentality again on like everything I do, like with work, in the gym, as a coach. I know there's better coaches out there, but at the same time, I have my own scenario, so I do things the way I want to do it, and it works for me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't, I, I don't overthink that. Um, and it, and it, then it just reminds me when I get in those situations, like coaching wise, when I get stressed for a second, I'm like, okay, well you've been stressed before about this. What happened? You were fine. Boom. So then it, my my thoughts allow me to get out of that 
stressful situation because it's like you deal with this on a basis every or you know on a, every day you're dealing with something stressful for a second what did you do last time to to decrease that stress in the situation then i think about that and then i'm like okay well let's do that again you know like i'm not gonna get stressed you know like I guess it's just being in stressful situations on every day that allow me to be less stressed because I'm practicing how to not be stressed. You know, like we had, I have probably 12 new middle school kids. So I have a group, my middle school group from 11 to 12 is anywhere from 20 to 25 kids now. Wow. So yeah, it's good. (laughs) But I'll have like last week I had a kid show up like 15 minutes late. And like first thought was like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. What am I going to do with this kid? We're already through Mm -hmm. the warmups. I could have got stressed about it, but then if I get stressed about it, then all the kids see it, and I'm just like, you know what, whatever. Yeah, they're fine. Let's we'll keep going. Like, hey, just hop in. <laughs> I was, you know, like it's just like just figuring out things on the fly. Like you practice them enough, the the little stressors that used to really get you, there aren't anything. You just kind of look past it, you know. And it's always reminding yourself. Like for me, it's just like you. I have so much like positive talk in myself. You got this every time, like every situation, every day, this is easy. Or like, I might get to like stress for a second. Like when it's chaotic in the weight room, like, Oh shit. Like there's this person, this person, all the kids. And what if this happens? Or like, how am I going to keep these people happy? And I'm like, you know what? Whatever. You know, I could just, I can tell myself that though, mm-hmm. where if I had like, you know what you're going through, I don't, I don't think I could have, I, I can't, I can't say that I could. Um, yeah. It's definitely scenario based too. Because, like yeah. I said, there's some things in my life to where I'm just like, yeah, I have the fuckets as well. The mm-hmm. case of the fuckets. Because, like, yeah, who cares? But, like, for me, it's not mostly, like I said, it's not scenario driven. It's not situation driven. It's it's all internally for me. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing really triggers it. I trigger it myself. Like, I don't, I don't know why. And I, I, like you said, you bring up some good points of like being like a lot of good self talk, a lot of good like awareness based mm-hmm. practices. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like talking yourself, talking yeah. yourself through it, yeah. um, re- having realizations. Like I said before, that's one thing I'm really coming into terms with, and 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 it's helping is when I'm in those situations. Is being in those situations. Yeah. That's the first yeah. thing you want to do when you're in a bad situation. You want to remove yourself from the equation. Um, and when you do that so much, like I said, when you the more you do that, the more the worse off it gets yourself. Yeah. You know? Like I think your one of your good quotes you've always brought up is was it when if you do if you do what you always did, you'll get what you always no, got. It's like the hard hard is hard makes it easy, easy makes it hard. What, if you if do what you, is easy in life, that one? Yeah, that one. Um, if you do what is easy, life, life, okay, if, if life you do will what be hard. hard. If you do what is hard in life, life will be easy. Yeah, so that's kind of the same thing with anxiety and, and fear. Is like The hard thing to do is to be in that like position and to, to work through the anxiety. Like let's say if you have if you have social anxiety, mm-hmm. if you're always removing yourself from social situations, yeah, you might the, not have that anxiety, anxiety but, but you're, you're also, not practicing it. Yeah, but you're also removing yourself from certain positive things yeah. in your life. Like yeah, so like social, being social is good, right? Yeah, and if you have social anxiety, the problem is is like you you you've never practiced yeah that you don't how really to be in that situ- situation yeah. 
So same thing with me is like when I have my panic attacks or if I'm having anxiety is like the first thing I could do and what I have done for the last year is I just remove myself from that equation. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm realizing like that that causes more harm than it does good. Like mm-hmm. in in this in the moment in time, it helps, you know, because I'm like, all right, I just need to I just need to back off, and that is a good thing to do. You should definitely do that from time to time. It's the excessiveness that's the problem. Yeah, it's being excessively it's stepping away, because mm-hmm. then it's like like nothing's nothing's coming of it right Mm -hmm. so if i'm always like stressed about work if i'm always just leaving work when i'm stressed nothing's gonna get done yeah right um it's like so it's finding that it's finding that balance yeah and i know but for me like i said it's always easier said than done because i'm sitting here i'm sitting here in a moment in time when i'm talking about this on this podcast right now where i'm not in a anxious state you know and i I can kind of talk about it and describe it differently but when I'm put in the moment, when I'm sitting there and I'm just like bonkers out of my head because of shit I'm thinking about, it's a lot easier said than done. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it's just, yeah, for me, I believe it's finding certain things. Like I said, the biggest thing for me, I always tell people is, is having acceptance of it. Like that is probably the number one step in things. It is the number one step yeah. to fixing anything, whether you have uh, substance abuse or whether you have um anger issues or like whatever type of issues you have the only way they're going to get fixed is to accept that they are issues you mm-hmm. know um that's probably a big thing they talk about in AA I know you've been yeah. I haven't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh but yeah I mean w- when you hear that's kind of the not cliche but it maybe kind of is like when you watch let's say you watch Euphoria you know they're always mm-hmm. like you got it like you got to accept the demons before you can fight them. Um, mm. And that's true with anything. Like mm-hmm. whether you have, um, like I said, substance abuse issues, anger issues, uh, like physical, like weight loss, fat, whatever. Like if you have like a poor diet is what I'm trying to get at. Like mm-hmm. if you have certain issues, the first thing to fixing them is accepting them. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that's probably my number one tip that's helping me in the moment. So currently... Is and again, that's the whole reason why I made that post before. What was it yesterday? Two couple of days ago, I was like, I need to get like I need to get this out into the world because I realize it's like my thoughts that I'm having, like I am, I'm bringing them to fruition in a bad way. You know, we always talk about if you want, like, if you want to make your dreams a reality, you just have to like work hard at it, obviously. But you have to just you have to know it. You have to like envision it. You have to think about it. That is true both positively and negatively. Like, yeah. if you think about bad shit, m- most times, often than not, like, bad shit's going to happen. For sure. Just because you just think of it so damn much. So my, my yeah, my kind of my biggest things is accepting it and just, yeah, trying to segue it into positive. Yeah, I think that's the best way, you, the best thing you can do uh, with that. Um yeah, I, I I don't know, man. Everybody has tough days, and so it's situations that they're in, and so it's really easy, like you said, to to be okay when you're not in it and talk about it and what you would do. But yeah. when you're in it and you have to do it, yeah, outside that's tough. Yeah, outside looking in, it's always one of those where it's like, yeah. But when you're in it, man, it's just different. It's mm-hmm. just different. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing. 
with me too is like it's accepting it for myself, but then it's a good thing I'm realizing is like now you always want to try to take something positive from a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to do now is like now that I'm kind of out of it, not out of it, like I've accepted it. And I said that earlier on this podcast. I, I like this is a part of me now. Like I'm just like it's it's a part of my story. It's a part of like something I'm gonna have to deal with and I'm gonna have to go through probably the rest of my life. But now that I've accepted it, it's I think it's gonna be an easier road to go down. And it's also now it's it's just one tool in my toolbox for another situation down the road. Or let's say I stumble upon someone who's going through the same thing. Now I have mm-hmm. tools in my toolbox that can help not just myself, but other people. Mm-hmm. And I, for me, that's how I think about it. You know, is like I'm looking at it in those, uh, with those eyes that it is kind of in some regards, it can be looked at as bad. But how can I make it good? Like, how can I turn it into a positive? Mm-hmm. How can I better myself? And then how how can I help other people? Because, you know, me and you, like, we're big on that. Like, yeah. we want to help people. Like, mm-hmm. selflessness is what yeah. I'm kind of going with. Yeah. But, yeah. So, let's let's switch gears here. How's the gym going, man? You just you you brought it up earlier. You got a bunch of kids coming in. Yeah, is it st- like and we kind of probably talk about it every time we we get on this podcast. Just the growth of your business. Um, the summer's coming up. Yeah, are you on your summer schedule? Yeah, now? we're on. We're a weekend. <clears throat> so we have now. Is that since you're in the summer? Uh, has just that bumped up? Yeah, but, I would so say. You I brought, would say so. so we probably brought on like ten new kids. Nice. With the summer. Uh and I think that'll continue to grow too now, because we got kids from all over the place now coming, um, and it's just, yeah, man, it's it's growing. It was a good week this last week. Uh, I think probably altogether, my middle school group is probably right around thirty five, forty kids. Damn, man, it's big. And then, how do you? We can continue on, but how do you operate that now? Uh, I don't know. It's just. Because I know before, like your your groups were big at like half the size of that. Yeah, like ten. So what's 12. what's like your what's your workaround or what's like your what's your system now with like groups and weights I, and stations and just you just everybody's doing something more kids in middle school. <laughs> yeah, just more. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. I just like so yeah. So what I'm getting is yeah, you yeah. haven't really changed anything. No. You're just just adding just on. Just evolve with it. Yeah, I don't overthink it. Yeah, I just if didn't I, know if, if you were know, like, like that's the thing. Like, I could overthink and get really stressed. Like, yeah, it'd be easy to because it's like, oh shit, now we have twenty two kids. Now I got to do everything different. Like, now I got to do this. I got to do that. I gotta, like this, you know, your mind could go a million miles an hour. But what doesn't change is that you don't that you have twenty two kids yep. or twenty five kids. That doesn't change unless you split up your group. I don't. I've learned just to figure it out. Like it's yeah. if I overthink it, it doesn't ever help me. I yeah. never find anything in you know overthinking that. And so, like, I'd rather not know how many kids are going to show up every day. <laughs> really? <laughs> then, See, that bother the shit out See, of me. See, like, I, I don't that's care. Where, that's, that's where we defer. Where, yeah, man. Like, I, I I, just don't. Would it be easier? Yeah. But, like, it's part of the challenge is, like, you don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. if there's going to be 10 kids. I don't know if there's going to be 25 kids. But no matter what, I'm going to not. I'm not going to yeah. sink. 
But swim, so are you, you know? getting to a point though? So let's say like when are are you having them do different stuff? Like if all like what are like how many groups are in like racks? Like how many like do you have like so every teams rack is seven now? Like no, what's going on? <laughs> uh, three three per rack right now. Okay, but when we expand, it'll be nice because I I hope to put in three more racks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's that? How many racks you got? I think I have one, two, three, four. I have four racks, double sided. Yeah. So you fit about twenty four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so we're hitting that. We're really close. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I need to. You don't have. So if you have thirty five kids, are they all in there at the same time? If I had thirty five kids, well, I have thirty five. No, it's split. Okay. Like all my, right, so that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So when you say I have 35 kids, I have I'm together. like, okay, how do you have 35 kids in the weight room at one time yeah. with minimum amount of racks? So mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking through it. So I'm asking you is like, how the would you most, operate with that? The most kids I've had in at one time was the rugby team. There was 35 guys in one time and we did it. Yeah. It was perfect. You just got to know like, okay, so it's just, it's just the same thing I do at Iowa Central. You know, yeah, those numbers. Sure. So like, it's easy. Somebody has to have a barbell. During a circuit, someone needs dumbbells. Someone can use a med ball or a band. There's always something you can use. For sure. Yeah, and that's so what like I'm kind of getting at, too, is like, because if yeah. you have a group of, like, 10, it's a lot easier to, easier like, all right, guys, we're going to go do... groups of two or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're just going to work on squat right now. Yeah. But obviously, the more you, more people you get in, if you do that, like, eventually you're going to get to the point where it's like, if I have five kids per rack... Yeah. And one person's hitting a set. Like you got four kids not doing anything. You got yeah. a you got a setter, not a setter. <laughs> you, got a mo- you got a mover and a spotter. Yep. And then what are those three kids doing? The other three like, kids. So that, one, somebody would do an ab. Yeah. Somebody would do a med so ball. So that's slams. what you're getting at. Is like you're you're coupling things and you're you're yep. getting things in. So that, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, so I always have them do something. And like that's also too where if if it's having that having them understand and know that okay even if you're not going you're not messing around if you want to mess around then boom they're doing something that you're not going to like so then it always brings them it creates that environment of discipline where they understand like okay we're not going to mess around yep because if we do we're going to run sprints the whole group or we're going to you know like something where it's like okay this is what it is and it's just constantly teaching them like this is you have to be like you can get away with doing dumb stuff in in your sports and not get hurt, but in yeah. the weight room you're gonna get hurt. So you need to understand like you can't mess around. Yeah, for and sure. And so it's creating that environment where the kids always understand like, oh shoot, Secor's in, we're on. You yeah. know, and it's not always that way, but they're gonna learn it because I'm not gonna let it fly. Like I'm a dick, and so it's just like, this is what it is. Like that's fine. Don't buy into our system. Don't be here. I don't have yeah. time for you for that discipline. I like I don't have time for. I, I get you guys are kids. I understand they're kids, but like, we you need structure. Mm-hmm. You clearly don't have it, or else you wouldn't be acting the way you are. So I'm creating an environment of structure. So I'm going to hold you accountable more than you think I should, and that's okay. Like I mean, I don't care if they like it or if they don't. All the kids just seem to buy into it. So mm-hmm. they, they I think they want that even though they don't want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's just having that where, where I. Like I said before, like Iowa Central has given me the best ideas of how to deal with these groups. Yeah, because you have so damn many. So many damn kids. And Man, there'd be Iowa times I'd, I'd come through Iowa Central, I'm like, dude, this is chaos. Mm-hmm. But that's why I'm so, like, militaristic in my training. Yeah. Well, you need yeah. to be. In those, yeah, like, in those type of environments, like, there's no other way. Like, There's no other way to train if them. If you, mind. like, there's, it's disorganized 
quote unquote, but it's disorganized chaos. Yeah, it's organized. It's chaos. organized. Yeah, chaos. That's that's kind of what I'm like because it seems disorganized, and it, it is in some degree. So if you are already unorganized, on top of that, mm-hmm. it's gonna be just a clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. So it's having that sense of like, all right, we need to have some form of organization in a chaotic state. Yeah. So yeah, you are right. Controlled chaos for sure. It is. It is, and I. I'm not changing that. You know, I just you either you you have to be put in situations where you either figure it out or you quit. Yeah. And I don't quit. It's not in me. Like I don't quit. I'll figure it out. You know. So like that's my mentality is put yourself in situations every day, single day where you have to either you sink or you swim. And most people would prefer to sink because they like to give up rather than go through the shit. Absolutely. And like so like that just teaches me like come on like. In my head, it's just like, all right, bring it on, motherfucker. Like, you can do this if you want to. Mm-hmm. No, not a lot of strength coaches I know are dealing with 100 kids at one time. And nobody wants to deal with that many kids. No. But I'm not anybody else. Like, I'm me. Like, this is what I do. So, like, I don't care. Like, I'll deal with 100. I'll deal with 200 kids. I'll deal with 300 kids. It's a challenge. Like, what? What? how many kids can I control? Like, not not like let's say like lifting wise, but like in a controlled environment where I have everybody's attention. Yeah. I mean I would I would it shows what you're made of when you can do that. If you have everybody locked in, if you have a hundred kids locked into you watching you at one time, to me that shows that you're doing something. And it's the same thing with twenty five kids, like these young middle schoolers. You know, they're they're kinda like they're that's an age where they're all over the place in a way. But they know like I'm never gonna be. I'm never gonna be that asshole to you. I'm going to bring you and teach you, and push you and motivate you. But I'm also going to hold that standard high for you, knowing that this is what's best for you. But it's out of love and caring for you, you know. And that's what I try to tell them, you know. But yeah, so the the growth is there. I want to keep getting more kids. Uh, my elementary group is pretty small. I only have about five kids in yeah. that group. So I want to grow that a little bit. I want to get more girls. I only have about, all together, I think about five girls in the whole, the whole mix. I, so I'd really like to get more girls in. Um, let's see. Do you think that's the, re- so I think the reason you don't have, obviously. Self-conscious. Self-conscious. Yeah. But is it, do you think it's also maybe like, Maybe some intimidation from, like obviously the place itself. I think it or is like I mean I think like, like you you hear people a lot is like, I don't believe it, but like, it is somewhat of a, I mean it, it does somewhat make sense of like, girls want to be taught by girls, dudes want to be taught by dudes. Yeah, but could that, be that but, so yeah, I could see that being a case of like you just ain't having girls in because maybe it's just it's oh it's. It's an adult male mm. trainer. Yeah. And a lot of people, like, if you go into the personal training side of it, that's kind of the same thing. Is like, you sometimes, if you go to, like, a very saturated, like, a big populated place, and it, it's, like, a big commercial-based gym, if you go in as a client and you're, like, they might even ask you, do you want a male or a female trainer? Like, do you have a preference? Now, with you, they don't they don't get that. Um so I wonder if that's maybe even a thing of Could like, be, all yeah. right, it's like it's awkward. Yeah, you know, and I don't know why that is. I think that's a stigma well, that a lot of people need to get past. Is because people like you and people that are educated enough 
people need to realize that like you can train anybody and you can coach anybody. Like you don't need to be a chick to be able to be a a, a coach for chicks. No. Same thing about same thing on the other side of it is like you could have a a girl athlete become a phenomenal coach. Like there's people, there's girls in the NFL, there's yeah. girls all over mm-hmm. pro sports now that are getting into roles like that, getting into more head coaching or or head training or they're getting into those roles. Yeah. Because that's a stigma that needs to almost die. Like Yeah, it does. And and in our case though too is like you don't want to go too opposite of that. No. Because again, but you you know as Miguel Miguel, you as a coach, you can train anybody. Yeah. And you can provide a high quality service to anybody. Oh yeah. And it's as as coaches we have to be able to to do that. If you can't do that, like that's bullshit. Like what do you Yeah, you need like, you why need why to be wouldn't able you want to do that? Like the the business grows the my you know the our the sequel strength business grows or it's growing because I'm willing to work with every person yeah not one more I'm not pushing anybody away I'm I'm willing to work with all ages different sex yeah. I don't care what if you're male female mm. or the other I I mean I don't care who you are because that doesn't matter to me like that does not matter and a lot of people that matters too much to them. Like yeah. I, at one time, I only when I was younger, I only wanted to work with high level athletes at the collegiate level. If I kept that cap at just high level athletes at the collegiate level, I would not have this gym. Yeah, for I sure. didn't want to work with younger kids. I mean, I didn't, but I like. I do remember that at one point in time, you were like that. You're like, fuck that shit, dude. I'm I just want to work with school. college kids. Yeah. You know, but then I knew like, why wouldn't you? You know, I've always worked with younger kids growing up in high school. You know, middle school. Like I've always, you know, I've been good with kids. I've been good with all ages so like yeah. why why would i and why, stop like, why doing would you that? limit limit, limit your, myself your potential of what and i can do your 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 reach on people because mm-hmm. yeah if you're only working with collegiate level people that's the only that's your cap that's the demographic only... you're you're providing yeah. to yeah whereas like now it's like you're sitting there and with my your biggest gym group is middle school yeah so if i would if i would have at the beginning said nope only working with college athletes or even let's say high school that's it I would not have forty middle schoolers there. Yeah, you shorten your ceiling for you sure. You do, not and that's to what say people, you wouldn't have been people do that too much. Yeah, they cap themselves because of maybe I don't know if it's ignorance yeah. or if it's just like oh I'm just, just not going to pre- do just that. Meant, this is a preference of them. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, and I'm be, not that it's wrong. Could be multiple things. You're right. Could be arrogance. Could be doubt. Could be just pre- like just preference. You yeah, know? It's like, I just like this, and that's not bad. Mm-hmm. Like if you're good at one thing. And you're, or if you're great at one thing, yeah, yeah, be great at one thing. Yeah. But also understand is like, yeah, your your reach to people can be expanded upon when you branch out on demographic, mm-hmm. age range, mm-hmm. et cetera. Yeah. It's it's interesting too now because people are like, random people will be like, hey, how's it going, Miguel? Don't know who you are. You? <laughs> I don't know who you are. Um, or like, hey, I hear your great things at your gym. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm like, yeah, perfect. You know, like I'm trying. Yeah. Trying to make change. That's what I tell people is I'm trying to provide it, you know, an environment where everybody feels welcome and people want to get better and doesn't matter who you are, you know, that's what I'm trying to do. But it's cool that other people are seeing it that I don't really know. You know, like that's awesome. Like you're hearing something that we're doing and Yep. That's what we need, you know, and now we're making change. And it's going to get bigger and bigger. It's not just going to be in Fort Dodge, Iowa. It's going to be massive at some point. Um, 
I don't know, but I don't know where it's going to be in a, you know a year. We're already we're already three times as many kids in a year than we were last year at this time. Uh-huh. Last year at this time, I was still working in the vineyard. Oh uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. I, I was talking to somebody about that. I always bring up that stuff for myself. Is like, man, I remember mowing once a week for eight hours or whatever the heck it took us. And I always question, like, man, what are you going to be doing with your life? And go. All those things kept going in my head when I'd mow. Like, is this it? That's all you got, Miguel. Is this you want to mow the rest of your life once a day? <laughs> you know, for the every week, you know, for the rest of your life, or do you want to do something? Like that's the stuff I kept thinking about. Like, there's got to be more out there for myself. There has to be more than this. I could I could do this, but this isn't challenging me enough. You know, what can I do? Where's where's this where's this gonna lead me? You know, like all the times I spent, like, not that it was bad, but like, you know, in the vineyard, you know, just it was it was easy work. But you're not really challenging yourself mentally. Yeah. And I'd always question myself, like, man, is this it? Like, are you going to just allow yourself to settle for this? Or do you want to actually make something? Do you want to do something? I'd always be thinking about that all the time. And now I remind myself, you know, like, every day, like, remember those days, Miguel, when you were mowing. And when you were, I remember younger, and I'd be mowing in high school. My friends would all be together with their friends, and I'd have to be at home mowing. Yeah. So that was my my chore or whatever. And I'd miss out on things and stuff, and I could never figure out why. And I always come back to, like, when I was even in, like, middle school, I always have to be with my Aunt Mary Lou. Every weekend it seemed like working. And everybody else was having fun. You know, or I'd be at my grandpa girlfriend's place in the summer. I'd see all these kids on their bike, riding bikes together, and I'd just have to sit there and think about, like, shit. I think that's what made me think about everything. Like, because I had plenty of time when I was working to think. To, yeah. And, I like, I always wanted, like, Man, there's got to be bigger things. I had those visions of something big when I was younger, when I'd mow the lawn at our house. Like, I want to do something bigger. Like, this lawn is perfect. What could I do with this? And I didn't know I was going to have a gym or, like, but I always, that's, those are things that I remember. I had visions back then, like, when I was 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, that I was going to do something. I needed to do something, but I didn't know what it was going to be. I like those are weird things, but like, I always think about that stuff. It always reminds me of like, <clears throat> like you you start at some place, and like, you can change that where you go. Yeah. And I and I that's what I do every day is like, I take time to to think about those days where I was like really questioning like, man, you're a failure, man, you're not doing anything, man. Look at all your friends that are doing all these big things, and you're not even close to that. And it like always, it would drag me down for a moment, and then something inside of me would say like, "Change it." Yeah, it takes time. Be patient. Change it though. And so then it just it became more and more and more, and then then I got the opportunity to change it. And then COVID happened, which was the best thing for me, which could have been bad for a lot of people, but it really that helped me justify you know starting the gym, and then. I impacted kids that came into the gym enough, I think, that they came back, you know. Uh, and then they, they're they impacting kids. Like, I had Tristan and Drake and Tristan and Lara, Drake Island on Friday, and I had them stay back and talk to the middle school kids, you know, like, because they're able to probably have more influence on those kids than I am. Yeah. You know, and I just told them, like, tell them about your own training. Like, it doesn't have to be related to this, but, like, why do you train? Why do you keep coming back to this gym? 
you know, Drake hits me up every time he's back in town. I'm like, hey, can I come train with you? You know, Tristan, the other day, he said, like, this is the best training he's ever had. You know, and, and Drake commented on, if, you, if you're hearing this, Drake, shout out to you. But, you know, like, I could be a... I could be at Iowa being a strength coach. You know, he said that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that, that's big to me because if he sees that and he believes that, that's that's big. That's important. You know, so it makes me – that that's the shit that you need to remind yourself, like, in your own business, like, you're great at what you do. You know, every day we got to remind ourselves, like, we're great at what we do in our businesses. And everybody else has to remind themselves, too. So then when you second-guess yourself and you have those moments where you're overanalyzing things, like – if you're working on your videos and whatnot and you're overanalyzing, you take hours. Something that reminded me of what what you were talking about is when I remember when we were you were making the the thing for the wisdom of the weight room. You made like the the picture of what oh, yeah. it was gonna be. And it took you for a long time, like to get it to what you wanted, where it took for me, like if I sat down, I'd just be like, you know what? Boom, boom, boom. That's good. That's it. Yeah, that's true. But it took you, you know, an hour where it'd take me five minutes because I'm not as anal about that as you are but this is your niche but like at the same time like that's where you as you do this longer you're great at what you do and it's reminding yourself like appreciate that no i I produce a good product i know people wouldn't be hiring me (laughs) i wouldn't have my weekends be busy and have this stress if i wasn't good at what i do you know and you know i i I had a great conversation with carl yesterday because he came in and he was like i don't ever not take a job if somebody calls me i take the job doesn't matter like when it is where it is i always take the job and i'm like you know like that's what you have to do like most people would run away from that they'd be like no i don't have time i'm not gonna take an extra job i'm not gonna add more to my plate but he's like i like that i like the the how hard it is to to manage it all and i'm like that's what i like Mm -hmm. like that's what i strive for is that like how do you juggle 30 kids or how do you juggle having more people contact you and figure out like how to get them in like that's what I like. I like that shit. Like I, I, sh- I like the the challenge of that. Like today, like my afternoon is booked with. I have clients, and then I have to work on my computer. I like that shit. Like who else is working on a Sunday when they could take it off? Absolutely. You know, like and it's finding time. You know, for the family and whatnot. But like most people are enjoying the weather and stuff. I'm working because I'm making something. I'm making something gonna be massive on a different scale. But if I don't work on a Sunday, it's not gonna be what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. You brought up something nice, I because I've listened to a few. I think you maybe even hear a lot, like the people that are as successful as anybody. You know, you hear like the big success stories. They always talk about they were doing something they fucking hated, and it made them realize what they love to do, and that's how they found success. So. If you're if you're someone out there who doesn't know what they want or doesn't have any ambition, or, well, maybe that's a different problem. But if you don't know what you want and you don't know what, like what life has to offer for you, go do something you don't like. Like go do something you fucking hate, because mm-hmm. the shit that you hate will make you realize what you do want to do. I think that was yeah. some of the things that I've I've kind of come to a realization of is. The jobs that I was doing and the the aspects, maybe not the job itself, but some aspects of the job, like, I fucking hated. And then it made me realize of like, all right, I hate this, but I like this. And I don't think, I think if I didn't put myself in those situations of like being stressed out of those things that I hated, I wouldn't have had the realization of like, oh, actually, like, this is what I like to do. Mm-hmm. 
So if you're in a position to where if you're just spinning the wheels, for one, you have to have a realization. You do have have to have some ambition. You do have to have some drive, obviously. Um, but then you have to have the the wherewithal to like understand. Like if I'm not doing something I like, I need to change that, or I need to have it impact me in a way to where I can fi- figure out what I like. Yeah. So you're saying like you're mowing the grass. Except if if you're in the weeds. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> like you you realize what you want to do or like yeah. you realize what there is more there's there's more more to it. And I wanted it bad yeah. enough. And like it was the same thing I was talking to Alex. And, but I but I think it's perspective though, Miguel. I think you had the proper perspective of like all right, like you could have been that guy that's just like I fucking hate this. But I guess this is what it is. This is it. This and is all it's going to be. It. No, it's like no, that's it's what like, most people do. Yeah. If you're in it like yeah, like fucking hate it. It's, yeah, it's okay to like not, not like, like something, it. or even not be good at something. Yeah, but let that be fuel for and something for else. Fire, motivation. don't just yeah, don't just yeah. sit through it. You see people go through life all the time like that. They like they just do things they hate, and they don't. And then change ten, it. and then and then ten years ago, you're like, hey, or ten years goes by, and you see them again. They're like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, Same you're just, that thing you you hated. Yeah, it's like man, like. I know there's certain like things that people have to go through. Like life happens, you know, and like sometimes you, you, there is no other choices. Yeah, but there is at yeah, the same time. At some point, like, and at maybe some point, yeah, it's you not can right change then, something. but you have to be working towards it. Yeah, you know, like I was, I was living at home until I was at least thirty with my mom. <laughs> I mean, like I was doing that. Hey, and, like that, you know, like I'm 29. <laughs> I'm still here. Yes, <laughs> and like I thought, like a lot of times, I thought, like man. Yeah. Loser, but it's perspective, right? Because yeah, we but they didn't understand it. Like nobody needs, nobody else understood why I was doing that. I don't care what. Like at the time, I was really self conscious. Like, wow, like this is you're you're really awesome, Miguel. Like that's you yeah. know, like you're awesome. Fucking you're li- you're living, living at in your home. mom's basement. You, yeah, yeah. You can you can drive a nice car, but <laughs> they make jokes you're about you, dude. Yeah, you're, they literally make they jokes, jokes about, about what you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I go through that same stuff right now. I don't. You know, it's like. But there's a purpose I don't, behind yeah, it. Yeah, but know? like, but it makes me understand. Like, for you, I don't really care if you live at home. Yeah. Well, Doesn't no one that, does. Yeah. Like, we think again. That's what my and anxiety goes back to. Probably some people do judge that. They're like, oh they man. They do. But but like, it doesn't. Like, they don't understand it. Like, they're not taking time to understand it. Like, and and they're just so judgmental. Where like, I'm like, I don't it, think twice of it. But the concept is too is like they're they're judgmental in that point in time. Yeah. Like Miguel, we. I judge people. You like yeah, judge, yeah, judgment yeah. happens, you know. Yeah. How how much out of your day goes towards judging someone? Zero. Like, but when you do oh. have it, like I say, like oh that that's a like look at that stupid oh, yeah. fucking car. Like yeah, that, yeah. W- look at that guy's haircut. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. like you just have those thoughts, right? Yeah. It happens. Like it's it's, it's mm-hmm. human nature. Mm-hmm. Um. But your your day spent on that on being judgmental. I would assume is very small. Yeah, very small. Because I don't have time. Yeah, you know. So when you so when, when you, you have, have more time, but what I'm saying is like when when you're judged upon, like when you like say I go through a bar and someone's like, "Dude, look at your look at your stupid shoes" or something. Like, yeah, they're judging you in a a split second, but then they're going about their merry way. Yeah. And some people they take that judgment and they they use it. They have some animosity behind it, mm-hmm. and it consumes them. Mm-hmm. And so the split second of judgment in someone's life has now been turned into like just chaos to another person. Yeah. So if if you're sitting at people like if you're sitting there and someone's like they're like 
trolling you on social media or they're like they're judging you for certain things like that sucks like you shouldn't be that person but when it happens you need to understand is like like don't take it like heavily on yourself because it mm. like to them it ain't that doesn't mean nothing like mm. they're not constantly sitting at home and just thinking about those fucking shoes you wore to the bar one time that were stupid looking yeah. to them mm. it's like they're they're doing life so you just need to do life. Yeah. And that's the thing, big thing I, I have to go through too. Cause I, I mean, we have self doubt. Mm-hmm. Like I might do something like you said, like we both live at, lived at home. I still live at home, mm-hmm. but by the time we're 30, we could take that and see people's judgment upon that. And we could let it fuel us in a negative aspect, but we could also just say, fuck that, which I think we do. You did. I do. And know the positive things behind it. Like, why do I need to go out and buy a house or rent an apartment at this point in my life when I'm doing things to better prepare for when I am able to do that? I have the proper means to do that. You see people, that's what we're talking about. People do jobs because they get things that they don't need at a certain time. Yeah. So they they have a big house and they have all this shit. But they're doing something in their life to to provide those things. But they hate, they hate doing it. Yeah, they hate doing that, yeah, but they yeah. have this. Yeah. Where I'm sitting here is like, you know what? I don't have that yet, but I'm doing shit in my life that I love. That's going to prepare me. Prepare me and yeah. flourish enough to where I'm going to have that, and then I'm going to have some more of that. Exactly. That's exactly like, how I, I think. And I see that like, all the time. I don't, people, people get out of college or they get out of high school and like they get they these jobs. Job. But they get these fucking... Not even luxurious house. They get a they get a house. Yeah, and they put all this emphasis and importance on these things like society deems as successful. Yeah. They have a job and they have a car and they have a family and they have all this stuff. But at the at those points in times, like when you're so young, like it doesn't need to be that way. No, like you don't need a house by right the time away. you're 21 or no. 25. Like I think 25 no, is always yeah. that mark, you know, yeah. by 25, you need a house, Most a car, car, kids and a 401k. Yeah. It's like, no, you don't. Yeah. Because what's going to happen is at 25, you have those things. What do you got to shoot for? At, at 50, yeah. you're fucking miserable. Yeah. And at 75, you're, you're divorced, you're depressed. Yeah. And you're dead. Yeah. And it's like, that makes no sense. So I, I see that all the time. I'm sitting here and it's like, yeah, it does it suck? Because sometimes like I might have a little girly friend that I want to bring around. I'm like, well, I live at home. Probably not going to happen. <laughs> I'm gonna, or I'm going to have to sneak him in the dirty back yeah, door. Yeah, I yeah. don't know, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's some there's some, some, some yeah. speed bumps you got to yeah. go over. But again, it's, it's looking at it from a different perspective. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Yeah, like, yeah. does it kind of sound silly? Is it sucked? Am I bringing it up at a date? Like, yeah, I'm 29 and I live at home. Like, that's a that's a very icky thing to say, but mm-hmm. I think that's just because society deems it that I remember... Way. So if you can look at it differently, like, no, yeah. like, I live at home because I am minimizing my debt. I'm, I'm, I'm not having house payments. I'm not having a mortgage to pay on. I'm not doing all these things. Yeah. So I can prepare myself through when I do have time to... Like, when I want to have a family... I don't have a bunch of credit card debt or a bunch of student loans. Like that stuff uh-huh. is minimized now. Yeah, people don't do that. People they they get credit card debt, they get student loan debt, and then they go get house debt, and then they go get a vehicle debt, and then it's just debt, 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 debt. But yet, 
on the outside and on social media, they have a car, they have a kid, they have a, yeah. a house. Everything's all fine and dandy. But is it? Yeah. A lot of times it's not. It's not. 100%. Yeah, I won't, I won't add on to that. That was good. For sure. Yeah. We can, I guess we can end there. I don't know. No, that's good. Anything else? <laughs> no, I mean, no. I, I No, you hit it. I, I had some good remarks, so I'm good. Yeah, man. All right, yeah, we can end it there. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you on the next one.